Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Joe McCall. Hope you're doing well. This is REI Secrets. It's been a crazy day. And uh, this is REI Secrets, and I am juicing today. So you're going to see me drink this ugly green stuff, and I'm going to pretend I like it. Mm -mm, that is so good. No, I'm just kidding. It is actually really good. And uh, so we'll see how today goes on this video. But again, I'm Joe McCall. This is my regular weekly uh, webinar series called REI Secrets. And my goal in this webinar series is to teach you the marketing, automation, and delegation side of this business. This business comes down to a few simple things. And if you're good at that, you'll do really, really well and make a lot of money. Marketing, automation, and delegation, the three secrets to success in any real estate investing business. And that's my goal on this. I want to share with you the things that we're using, the tools, the tips, the tricks, technology that you can then turn around and duplicate, copy and paste, swipe and deploy in your own business as well. So glad you're here. This is going out to my YouTube audience, my Facebook audience, my awesome podcast listeners. I'm glad you guys are here. On today's video, I'm going to be evaluating a lease option deal. Now, I have spreadsheets and software and calculators that can do all of this stuff. I'm going to show you how to do it with an old-fashioned pen and paper, except I'm going to be using an iPad and a pen. I, uh, what are these called? Apple pens. But I'm going to show you how I would evaluate a deal on by a piece of paper and pen. Because sometimes, you know, we complicate things too much, don't we? And I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of that. We look at, we think we have to have all the, we have to have all this software. We have to have all these latest and greatest tools. And we forget the fundamentals of this business. And we complicate things too much. And when we complicate things, it tends to muddy up the waters. And we think that, you know, if, if we're just, here's the thing. I got started with a pen and paper. I had, in fact, I got it right here. I use these lead sheets here, just a blank lead sheet. And I had these manila folders. Any, I had one folder for blank lead sheets, one folder for hot, one for warm, one for cold leads. And every time a lead would come in, it would go into one of those folders, right? And the hot folder I'd look at every day, the warm folder I would look once a week and the cold one once a month. And I would just write down on there with a pen and paper, the next thing I had to do to the seller, right? Send them an offer, follow up in 30 days, follow up in six months. And so that just pen and paper, right? And then when I needed to fill out a contract, guess what I would do? I'd print a blank contract, get a pen, remember those things? And I would handwrite into the contract, the date, the seller, the buyer, the purchase price and all of that. And then uh, I had 20,000 different folders, not that many, but I had a lot of different folders for all the different deals that we did. And everything was just pen and paper. Now I learned the more I started doing deals, the more I learned of like, you know what? It's important to uh, use technology. Okay. It's important to have a CRM like FreedomSoft, a tool that you can use to manage all your leads. Because if you don't, it's easy for things to fall through the cracks. Okay. And the more business you do, the more important you realize that there's a simple philosophy you need to have in this business of no lead left behind. You can't leave behind any leads. You're throwing away money. You're wasting money if you're not following up with all of your sellers. And so what happens when you're doing the pen and paper method and you're reliant too much on that, right? You get lost in post-it notes. You get lost in yellow legal pads of paper. And you know, for me, it'd be two hours later after I had already talked to the seller and I'm sitting down on my notes and I can't read them. I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I say? What was I supposed to do again? And I, I had a note that I could read that said, send them an offer, but I couldn't remember the conversation. I couldn't whatever, right? So you can also, 
you need to have both. Okay. And so what I want to do is I want to share my screen with you here. We're going to look at an example deal on Zillow. And I want to show you two pieces of paper that I use when I'm doing a live workshop or boot camp or something. I will include this in the handouts. And I didn't think it was a big deal, but people loved it because, you know, they don't like, people don't like using spreadsheets. Maybe you're not good with a spreadsheet. Maybe the internet's not working and I'm doing a workshop. So when you can have something on paper that helps you like evaluate a deal, helps you figure out how to, what to offer for it. And then helps you calculate the estimated profit on the deal. It just sometimes clicks and helps a lot of people make more sense out of this stuff. Does that make sense? Are you interested in that? If you are, type in the chat right now. I appreciate it. Let me know kind of on the same page here. Cool. All right. Now, I'm going to try to do this. We'll see if it works. First thing is, I'm going to share my screen with you. And we're going to look at some a property on Zillow. So let's do that. Let me share. By the way, if you're again, if you're listening to this right now on a podcast, you can watch what I'm doing on my YouTube channel. So go to my YouTube channel and do a search for Joe McCall and find the series called REI Secrets. And you can see this video and watch me actually doing all this stuff. Okay. So here we are in Zoom, right? Somebody give me a city to look at. I'm just going to pick some cities in here that maybe one or two of you are in and we can look at an example deal. Okay. Somebody just type in the chat a deal. Indianapolis. I like Indianapolis. If I can spell it. There we go. Indianapolis. I'm going to remove boundary. All right. Here we go. We have about 305 results. Now, I might need to do this in Safari because Zillow on Chrome doesn't work too well right now because when I zoom in and out and change my filters, it doesn't refresh. So let's do this. I'm going to go, I'm going to copy that. I'm going to open up Safari. By the way, if some of you are noticing that, I don't know what's going on. If anybody of you know anybody at Zillow, tell them, hey, fix this. All right, now I am in Safari. Okay, see, now when I can come in here, I can change the filter. 1800 to 2000 a month, and it removes a bunch of them, which is nice, but it won't do that in Chrome. All right, so here I am. Typically, when I'm doing a lease option, I like to go after houses that are listed for rent, median priced rental properties, okay? Maybe between 1200 and 2000. So I'm not doing the real cheap ones. I'm not doing the real expensive ones either. I like three plus bedrooms because they're easier to sell, and I like houses, all right? And you can also go in here and look at for sale by owner homes. I like for, for sale by owners. And I typically like to do in, in the Midwest, like Indianapolis, I'll stay between 100,000 and 400,000. And I will only typically do houses, okay? And make sure none of your other filters are acting up. There's none there. Now, doesn't look like there's any, right? But you need to click right here, 79 other listings, and then you can zoom out. All right, so there are 129 for sale by owners in here. All right, but let's go, let's look at the for rents. Let's look at something priced between 1250 and 1750 just to find a quick deal. All right, and these are all sorted by newest. So the newest ones are at the top. And if I scroll down, you know, as I'm doing my marketing, you know, I might not want to target somebody that's only had their rental up, um, you know, a couple of days. I might go to page seven. And so here are some properties that have been up for, you know, 21 days, three weeks. So let's look at this one, for example, right here. Now, this is First Key Homes. First Key is a big hedge fund property management company, but I don't know if that matters too much. For our all intents and purposes here, it doesn't matter too much. I'm going to make an offer on this house anyway, and I'm going to show you how to do that. All right, now I'm going to share my screen and see if I can get this to work. I'm going to do stop share. I'm going to move my there, and then I'm going to move this over here. So hold on here. Oh, I think this is going to work. Maybe not. We'll see. All right, now I'm going to share my entire desktop. All right, so you should see this property here on Zillow, right? And you should see here this sheet, okay? And there's two documents we're looking at here. I'm going to copy, paste. Okay, so what I have here 
I have uh, this sheet here is what I use to help calculate my offers. And this one is what I use to evaluate my offers. So if this is too small, let me know if you guys can see me. Oh, you know what Ed says here? This is interesting. I was just looking at indie properties, properties in Indianapolis the other day, and I saw a lot of price drops this week. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's there. So I'm going to walk through how to calculate a lease option offer with pen and paper. No software or any of that stuff. No spreadsheets. Here we go. We're going to write down the address. Let me get a blue pen here. 5131 Emmert Drive. Okay. Indy, Indiana, 46221. I know my camera may be blocking some of this. All right. You see my writing the address right now? Beds, baths, and garage. Okay. This is a, a three bed, two bath. We'll just do this three bed, two bath. And it looks like a small two car garage. Square feet on this property is 968 square feet. Not huge. Mortgage balance. I don't know. Mortgage payment. I don't know. Don't need to know that yet. But when I'm talking to the seller, I'm going to try to find that out, right? So here we go. Now we need to determine the ARV. I hope you guys can see this. I mean, and by the way, if you want these, these sheets, you can get them at partnerwithjoe.net. If you go to partnerwithjoe.net, that's my new $7 program where you can learn how I do deals and you'll get this there. I just use my Apple pen to stir my green juice. That's gross, but I use the other end, not the end where the thing gets screwed off and on, the other end. That juice is good, that juice is good, that juice is good. <laughs> okay, so anyway, let's look to see if Zillow can give us the Zestimate, Zestimate value. And sometimes it doesn't give it to you on a rental property, but that's okay. I'm gonna show you what else we can do. All right, let me make this a little bigger. Sometimes I like to go to ePraisal. Now, ePraisal sometimes doesn't work. Like, there you go. By the way, I'm just curious, does ePraisal work for anybody else? Am I spelling it wrong? Let's just Google ePraisal and it doesn't work. ePraisal used to give you the Zillow estimate. All right, sometimes I like to go to iComps. iComps doesn't work either. All right, PropStream Joe, PropStreamJoe.com. I'm gonna have to log in here. Okay, there we go. That's PropStream. I'm gonna copy and paste this address, PropStreamJoe.com. It's amazing. Use it all day, every day. Good, I'm gonna go here to details. Yeah, you're right, Kenneth. When you use PropStream, you get better info. Okay, so this hedge fund, CSMA out of Marietta, Georgia, has owned this house for five years and 10 months. Okay, but what am I looking for right here? Estimated value right here, 152,914. So let me show you my screen here. Um, I can't get the Zillow, but I have right here the PropStream. Okay, I'm just gonna write down what we just said, 152,914. Okay, let's look at another website. Let's look at realtor.com. You guys can still see my screen and all of that, right? Let's paste this address in here. Huh. Open door will give you an offer for 163,000. Is that a good estimate of value? Yeah, maybe. Let's see what else we can see here. Home value for here. Now, this might be hard to see. Let me try to zoom in a little bit. This is, by the way, why you should never trust these things you see by these big companies here. They're saying they're offered 163, but they're also saying here it's worth today 142,200. So I'm going to write that down here on this right here. I'm going to write down 142,454. So all I'm doing again is trying to find the ARV. Okay. I'm just trying to determine the ARV, the after repair value. Okay. Now, the other cool thing about realtor.com is you can go here and see more valuations and you have to claim the home like it's your own home. And I don't know, you have to log in. I've done this so many times, realtor.com must think I have a hundred homes, but I'm gonna show you why I like to do this here. Now, if I zoom in a little bit, you can see over here, look at this. Uh, let me go all the way over to get to the right. 
Your crosshairs has to be right over here. All right. Now, can you see right here? It gives me collateral analytics is 154. So I'm going to go here. Ah, dang it. You see how it moved? All right. So just trust me on this. We'll go here to here and collateral. I'm just going to use collateral here, right? Collateral analytics is 154. And appraisal doesn't work. So I'm going to use core logic. Okay. Core logic, uh, 142, 200. And we'll look at Redfin here in a second. Let's just add another one. It's called Quantarium. It says it's worth 158.55. Okay, cool. Now let's go to Redfin. Let's see what Redfin says. By the way, can a virtual assistant do this for you? Yes, you bet they can. Redfin may not be available in your area, but there you go. Redfin estimate, 153.355. Okay, 153.355. Now I've got... How many? Six different values. Now I just need to average them, okay? And I'm going to get an average. Now this is going to get you in the ballpark, right? It's not going to be exactly right, but it's going to get you in 5 to 10%, which is good enough for me. This is just our initial offer. So I'm going to open up my calculator here and move this around. All right, so now we've got 154 plus 142, 200 plus 153, 355 plus 150855 plus 152914 plus 142454 equals how do you do average you divide it by whatever numbers you did divided by 6 there you go so our average now is going to be 149296 149296 that is the arv that i'm going to go with okay that's my average repair value that i'm going to go with now the next thing we got to figure out is repairs. Repairs, the way I typically calculate them is the square footage times some kind of dollar per square foot. Now, if the seller, if I'm just talking to a seller on the phone and they say it doesn't need any repairs, I'm going to use $5 a square foot. If it's cosmetics like paint and carpet, I'm going to do 10 bucks a square foot. If it's a major rehab, I might do 20 to $30 a square foot. Okay, but we can look at these pictures here and it looks in really good shape. This is rent ready, which is one of the reasons why I like making lease option offers on Zillow properties because they usually don't need much work, right? Now, if it's a property where you don't have pictures, then yeah, then you would use something like 10 bucks a square foot, five bucks a square foot, make that up or go make that go up or down depending on the market that you're in. Okay. So um, let's do zero. Otherwise you would do, you know, you would do 968 times five bucks a square foot equals, I don't know what that is, 5,000 bucks or something like that for repairs, but we're not going to do that. We're just going to do zero. Now the as is value, here we go. The as is value is the ARV minus repairs. So what if, if what would the house sell for today? What's it worth today? That's the as is value. That's the way I define it. ARV minus repairs. So we're going to do 149.296 minus zero equals, let's just say the ARV is 150, 150,000. Okay. Now we need to know, we need to figure out what the market rents are. Now they are saying it's renting. They're asking 1525 a month. The rent estimate, if it, if it gives it to you, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. They're doing 1335 a month. Well, let's just, let's see what we got here. 1335 a month. PropStream will tell you what it will rent for, what they think it'll rent for. They're saying 937. And this is one of those things you just kind of do a gut check, right? Let's look at Rentometer. This is a good tool. If you have uh, never used it before, you should check it out. It's kind of free, but I think they something where like they let you try it for free for a little while. So I'm going to put 1520. They want you to put in the rent that they're currently asking for, and they're asking 1525. And it's a uh, three bedroom, right? Two bath. And you click analyze, and it'll analyze. 
And it's going to tell you what the average market rents are at 1400 median 1395 At 1525 it says your rent is reasonable. So I'm just looking at this. You know, they have good rental comps here. Another good source to check out for real rental comps is uh, dealcheck.io. In fact, I'm going to recommend you go to jomacall.com slash dealcheck. jomacall.com slash dealcheck. This is a tool I use. I believe this is it. Yes. You get a $15 discount here. Uh, this is, they have really good rental comps here. And what this mainly is, is it's a way, it's a reporting tool that you can use to analyze your deals that you can give to your potential buyers. And they can look, they can look at it. You know, it gives a report that you can send out. And the pricing, it's super ridiculous cheap. 10, 20 bucks a month. There's a free version as well. But the reason I bring them up is they, they have really good rental comps. So here we are. They're saying the average is 1400 Back to my screen here. Let's just put 1400 now, the, the rent that they're asking for is $15.25. And sometimes you can go in here and see a price history and you can see previously what they asked for in rent. Now, they this is weird. They listed for $13.45 in May, then they bumped it up and then they dropped it. So, you know, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with $1,400 a month because it's been on the market for three weeks, two or three weeks, and they haven't rented it yet. Somewhere in here, it'll show you how long it's been on Zillow. Uh, day 63. So let's do 1400, okay? 1400. Now there's a few things I want to just emphasize here. I don't care what the seller says the property's worth. I don't care what the seller thinks the property would rent for. I'm going to make an offer on the numbers that work for me. I don't care what they owe either. Remember up here, we don't have this right here right now. I mean, it's good if you can get the mortgage balance and the mortgage payment as you're talking to them. One of the ways I like to ask them that is, you know, Mr. Seller, if if you don't mind me asking, do you own the house free and clear or is there a mortgage on it? And just see what he says. He says, no, we, we have a mortgage on it. And you can say, well, listen, you don't have to tell me if you don't want, but when we close, we're, we're going to need to know how much of your mortgage do we need to pay off? Okay. So what do you owe on it? If you don't mind me asking. You see how much easier that is than just saying, how much do you owe? What's your mortgage payment? So we're going to have to know how much to pay off. So do you mind just telling me, save us a little bit of time. We can close a little faster. Okay. Well, they owe 125. Okay. Awesome. And your mortgage payment, I'm going to guess is like, what about 1100 a month? Is that right? Let's see what they say. They may say, yeah, it's 1045 a month. P-I-T-I. You know what P-I-T-I is? Principal interest taxes and insurance. So eventually you're going to want to know when you're making the offer, not that it matters, but I'm saying, you know, you're going to, it helps to know what they owe because if they owe 165, well, you need to know that if, if they owe only 10 grand or they own it free and clear, maybe you can offer them owner finance. All right. So here we are back to this thing now. All right. We're saying the ARV is about 150. The market rents about 1400. Now here is the A to B offer. This is the all important A to B offer. This is what I'm going to be offering the seller. You guys are still good. You can still see my screen here, right? PropStream will sometimes give you the mortgage balance, but it's not 100% accurate, okay? Ugh. I wonder if more, I wonder I wonder if I have more hair in my chest now. I can feel it just popping out. You know, they say, "Oh, never mind, it's stupid." Okay. <laughs> the option price is going to be the as is value times a certain percent. Most markets I'm going to do 85%. If it's a really hot market, maybe in some California, the house prices are real expensive. I might do 90%. If it's a down market, I might do 80%. But here's the point. With a cash offer, most investors are trying to get 60 to 70%, right? Well, with a lease option, we can offer the seller more. So I typically like to do 85%. So the as-is value times 85%. For us, that's going to be, let me do it here, 150 times 0.85, get my calculator. 150 times 0.85, 127, 500. And the rent, this is important to understand, we typically want to get at least 200 to 300 a month in 
cash flow. Okay. So you got to figure out, you need to know before going into these deals what your minimum cash flow, what is your minimum, you know, cash flow? What's your minimum cash flow? For me, it's 300 bucks. Okay. 300 bucks a month. I might do a $200 a month if it's a good property, good neighborhood, and I know I can sell it quickly and there's a high demand for those kinds of homes. I might do 200. But so the market rent here, 1400 times 0.75, and that equals 1050. All right, now, what is the term I'm going to offer? Five years. Now, there's one thing I forgot to put in here that's important to understand is the, you also need to offer the option consideration, you know, or the, uh, the option deposit. Now, typically what I like to do, I typically will offer one month's rent, okay? So I will offer thousand bucks. Or, you know, the market rent, see, they're thinking they're going to get 1400 1500 a month for it. I, I, might, I might offer them a 1500 Now, when do I pay that? When do I pay that? Depends. Sometimes I'll pay it right away because I know it's a smoking hot deal. Sometimes, though, I won't pay that until I actually get a tenant buyer for the house. And that's something more advanced I talk about in the course. But I don't start paying rent typically until I have a tenant buyer. So I will put the contract out 60 days. But again, it depends on the deal. If it's good cash flow, good numbers, I might, you know, it's July 19th right now. I might say, okay, Mr. Seller, I'll make the payment August 1st if it's a smoking hot deal. Otherwise, I might say, I'm going to make the payment September 1st. And I'm going to give myself at least two, three, four weeks to find a tenant buyer. So I might say, this contract is contingent upon me finding a good qualified tenant buyer to live in the house. If it's marginal, I'm like, I don't know if this is a good deal or not. Does that make sense what I'm saying? So it's okay to do that. Now, if the seller objects, you got to be really careful of tying up the property. You don't want to tie up the property hoping that you might find a buyer. So what I do then is I typically will say, listen, Mr. Seller, while I'm trying to find a good tenant buyer to live in the house, you can still advertise the house. And if you sell it before I find a good tenant buyer, then just cancel my agreement. It's no big deal. You cancel it any time. But once I find the tenant buyer, then there's more paperwork to sign and then we're good to go. We're going to stay. We're going to stick with this. Make sense? So here is my offer to the seller. My option price is going to be 127. The rent's going to be 1050 a month. I want to do five years and I'm going to put $1,500 down. Now, here's the great thing about lease options, guys, that you don't get with cash deals. On a cash deal, you typically can only negotiate one thing. And what is that? You can typically only negotiate the, the price. Okay. But with a lease option, you can negotiate five different things. Okay. You can negotiate the option price, the rent, the term, the option deposit. And there's also a fifth thing that you can negotiate, rent credits. Now, in this case, I'm doing zero. Okay. I'm not going to offer any, but you know, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm asking the seller to sell it to me for $127,500 sometime between now and in the next five years. Let's say they say, you know, that's not going to work. I need to get at least 135 for it. I mean, it's worth 150 today. I, you know, I need, I need at least 135 for it. I need 144. I might say, well, you know what? I, I don't know if I could do that, but what if I could? What if I could get you, Mr. Seller, 140,000? Would you be willing to negotiate on the, on the rent or the terms? Let me ask you, Mr. Seller, what's more important to you? Is it more important to you to get the price that you want or the monthly rent? Okay. They might say, well, I just got to get that price. I say, well, okay, maybe I can get you 145 for it, but instead of five years, I need to do 10 years. Maybe they don't care. Some sellers, you know, I tell them sometimes it's price or terms. You can't have both. So if you want your price, you got to give me my terms. If 
the rent is more important to you because maybe your mortgage payment is $1,300 a month, or maybe you don't want to wait five years. You only want to wait two years. I could maybe do that if this price goes down. So if the seller says, no, I have to get $1,350 a month. I can only do two years. I might say, well, what if I could do that for you? Um, we couldn't, you wouldn't be willing to negotiate on this option price and bring it down a little bit, would you? Or you could say something like this. What if I could get you $1,350 a month in rent and we could do this for three years? What would you want to do then? Would you be willing to sign this contract today? Can we do business today? I love that phrase, right? And I learned that from Claude Diamond. What if I could get you this? Could we do business today? But now you see with rent credits, I mean, with a lease option, you can negotiate these five things. The option price, the term, the option consideration, the rent, and the rent credits. Let's say you know they're stuck on this. They want a higher price. Maybe you can give them that higher price if they give you some rent credits. So every month you say, Mr. Seller, if I pay my rent on time, I'll get you $150,000 if you give me a $1,000 a month rent credit or $500 a month. You figure it out what it's going to be over five years. And you can say, listen, if I'm a second late, I will lose that $500 rent credit. That might give them some more comfort that they would want, right? Cool. Now, some of you I see are saying this like, well, why would the seller agree to sell it to you for 127 when they can just list it on the market for 150 Well, guys, really, they maybe could list it for 150 but they're going to have to pay a lot of different things. Like, I don't have this on this screen here. I, I, I cover this in one of my calculators in my course. You know, they're going to have to pay commissions. They're going to have to pay. There's going to maybe a little discount. They're going to have to pay closing costs. They're going to have carrying costs. They're going to have to fix up. And, uh, they're going to have repairs. The buyer's going to get an inspection. There's going to be things they have to fix from that. So at the end of the day, typically, the seller is only going to walk away with 85, 90% of their original list price. So even if the seller did list it for $150,000 and being conservative, they're only going to walk away with 0.9, 90% of that. They're only going to walk away with $135,000 anyway. So sometimes you just explain to the seller how much they really are going to walk away with. And sometimes I phrase it like, listen, what if I could get you the same equity you would get if you sold with the realtor? Would you be interested in that? Would that be fair? So as long as they're willing to wait for it, I'll give them the same equity they would get if they sold with the realtor. Now, I'll tell you this. I just rehabbed a house. I put 40 grand into it, one of my rentals, to fix it up and sell it. And it was a white hot market. I had multiple offers in one weekend. But still, after the inspection, the buyer came back and had about $5,000 worth of stuff for me to fix. And it was a single mom, you know, elderly. And I thought, well, you know, I felt kind of bad. So I agreed to give her I think like 65% of whatever she was asking for. And I fixed a few things on my own. So even in this hot market though, buyers, that's my point, they're coming back and for with inspection, especially if you start going through these uh, these these companies like Open Door, where were we just looking at here? Who was making an offer on this price? I don't remember where it was. They were making an offer. Was it realtor.com? They were, yeah, they were saying 163. I guarantee you a glass of green juice that is so yummy. That they're going to come back with a list of five to ten thousand dollars of things that you you need to fix before you sell it to them. So back here to this deal, there we are. Now, um, sometimes if the seller says no to a this is a this is my sandwich lease option offer here. This is a sandwich. Actually, let me do this right here instead. Okay, this is a sandwich lease option, and I'm hungry. So sandwich sounds really good right now. That's a sandwich lease option offer. This right here is a wholesaling lease option offer. So sometimes I don't present both to the seller until after I've already presented this to them. If I presented this to them and they say no, or if I know they don't have enough equity, then I'm going to present this wholesaling lease option offer to them. So when it comes to wholesaling lease option offer, it's really simple. I'm going to give them whatever price they want as long as they're willing to wait for it. And so, you know, the as is value on this house was 150. All right, I'll give them, let me do blue ink here. 
I'll give them 150 and the market rent 1400 and term two years. And then don't forget the option deposit. I'll give them a hundred bucks. Okay. So that's my wholesaling lease option offer. 15, 150,000, 1400 a month in rent, two years, hundred dollar option deposit. You might be saying, well, where do you make your money from that? I make my money from that, from the assignment fee. Okay. So I will assign that to, those are my two offers. Um, I will assign that to the tenant buyer for five grand and I'll be done and out of the deal. You understand that? So this is how with a pen and paper, guys, maybe I'll make this bigger for you. Oh, that looks fancy. A little bigger there. This is how you make a lease option offer to a seller. Let me move this over. Okay. I mean, go ahead and take a screenshot. If you, you know, you can put this into your own Word document or whatever. You first need to determine the ARV. You need to decide what the house is worth. And just take the average of all of these things and you get the average oops, of, the, of what the property is worth. Okay. Then you need to estimate repairs. And repairs, it's just square foot times some kind of dollar per square foot thing. Okay. Now you get your as is value. You take the ARV minus repairs. So we just determined here the ARV is about 150. Now you need to find the market rents. And I just like to go to Rentometer, PropStream, Zillow, kind of get a gut check. You know, they're asking 1500 for it. I feel good about 1400. One thing you could do is you can look to see, you know, what are similar properties renting for right now in Zillow. So come up with some kind of number that would work. And now you're going to have two offers. You're going to have a sandwich lease option offer and a wholesaling lease option offer. Okay. In fact, let me, you're going to have a sandwich lease option offer and a wholesaling lease option offer. And remember, there's five things you can negotiate with the sellers, right? You can negotiate the option price, the rent the term, the down payment, or the rent credits. Now, I usually present the sandwich lease option offer first to the seller because that's where you're going to make the most money. On the next page, I'll show you how much money we would make on this deal. You're going to make 30 something grand on this, right? If they say no to that, then I'll do the wholesaling lease option. But remember how we calculate the option price. We take the as-is value times 85%. Now, maybe you could do 90% if it's a hot market, but no more than that. You need to have equity in these deals and you need to have cash flow. So I like to have at least 25% of the rent for cash. Now, what is my cash flow on this thing? If I'm going to rent it out, this is really good. I didn't talk about this. What's my cash flow on this property? Well, it's what? 350 a month, isn't it? That's my cash flow, 350 a month. Ah, I like that. Now, maybe I can go up or down a little bit. You know, Maybe I'd, the seller, I can pay them 1100 a month. That makes it better for them. So I'll still be making $300 a month in cash flow. The term, I want to do five years. You want to do three to five years max. Why? Because you need to give the time, you need to give time to the tenant buyer to actually buy the house. So I'm going to try to get five years. My option consideration or down payment to the, to the seller is usually one month's rent. Now, they say no to that, or they want to negotiate the rent or the term or the price or the down payment. I can negotiate any of those things if they give me something else. I'll give them something if they give me something in return. Make sense? They say no to that. Then you can do the wholesaling lease option offer or the assignment. I'll give the seller whatever price they want. I'll give them the market rent and I'll put just maybe 10 to 100 bucks down. Now, how do I make my money on this thing? That's real simple. I make my money on this thing by bumping the price up. I'll advertise it for $155,000. And I keep that $5,000 as my assignment fee. And I'm done and I'm out of the deal. That makes sense? That's a great way to make a quick buck. All right. So now let's evaluate this deal. Let's say this deal is a, um, the seller says yes to the sandwich lease option. Okay. Let's look at this evaluation worksheet here. I'll make this sideways so maybe you can see a little better. Are we good there? We're going to put the property here. We're going to put in the numbers. 
the as is value, the PITI, the asking price, the rents, mortgage balance, appreciation. We're going to look at some comps. This is where we're going to put in the deal with the seller. This is the A to B. And this is where we're going to figure on some appreciation. And then our deal with the tenant buyer. This is going to be our B to C. So we have the A to B. Let me show you here. The A to B and the deal with the tenant buyer is going to be the B to C. Does that make sense? And we're going to I'll show you here what the purchase price be the monthly payment to them, the term, the option consideration. And usually we set the purchase price with the tenant buyer by about appreciated value times of 90, 95%. So we want to give this, we want to give a good deal to the tenant buyer. Okay. And now here we're going to calculate our profit calculation. And we're going to say, all right, our purchase price from the tenant buyer is this. We're going to buy it from this, we're going to sell it for that. And this will be our profit. And then here's where we figure our cash flow. And this is going to be our total profit on the deal. Cool. We ready for this? All right. So let's do the, let's figure this out here. The address was again, let me do blue here, 5131 Emmert Drive, Indy, Indiana. I know you can't see my screen there. Indy, Indiana. I don't remember the zip. 46221. Okay. The as is value. Remember we determined that was going to be, I think it was 150. We just said it was 150. The PITI, we talked to the seller, it's 1045 a month. Principal interest taxes and insurance. Asking price the seller is wanting, you know, they were asking for, let's just say 140. Market rents, we determined are 1400. The mortgage balance, what did we decide? They said it was 125. The average appreciation in Indiana, well, I don't know. Let's see what the Google says. If it's on the internet, it must be right. Average appreciation, Marion County, Indiana. Well, average, we should say house appreciation, Marion County, Indiana. Sometimes Zillow has good stuff here. Well, look, they had 17% last year. That's pretty darn good. Is that sustainable? No. So this is where there's no hard and fast rule about this. You just kind of have to like, I don't know, what should we do? You could even go down to the zip code if you wanted to sometimes, and you could say 46221. And so they're, you know, 17.6%. They're predicting 8% for the next year. Do you see what I'm talking about right there? So, you know, sometimes I like to be conservative. Let's just say it's, let's do 6%. How about that? Always better to underpromise and overdeliver. Okay, so let's do six percent now. Three comps. Well, I like to look at comps. This is now where I'm getting into. I want to calculate my average. You know, my my potential profit on this deal. Let's go here to PropStream. I like PropStream for comps. Let's look at comps here. Now, this is where you can look at public record, MLS, or both. And sometimes you got to play with this to see if which one's better. And you can see it's got sometimes it gives an estimate, sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Let's stick with the MLS. I don't know if Marion County or Indianapolis is a non-disclosure state. All right. So now we only have two. So we need more. Let's do one mile radius. Now we got a lot more. Okay. Let's sort this by amount. And we can see here we're priced in the last year between 774 and 1162. And um, that's the square footage. So we're in the right size. And I'm going to sort this by amount. And you can see here, okay, we're looking good. 175, 169, 157, 150, 150, 146. I feel good about that because... I go here now, let me uh, back here, my three comps. Let's do, I know you can't see this right now, but 175, 169, 157. Okay, so I just put those right there. I just want to see, all right, well, if I'm going to, we'll see it down here, the, the price that I'm going to be selling it to the tenant buyer. You know, what's your gut check? If you're trying to sell this house to the tenant buyer in one year for $200,000, probably not realistic. You're not setting the tenant buyer up for success. If I'm going to try to sell it in one or two years for 185, uh, I don't know, maybe. See, I want the tenant buyer to have a lot of incentive to want to buy the house 
when they can get ready for a mortgage. I want them to work hard at getting a mortgage. And you'll see why here in a minute, because the profits on these types of deals are really, really good. So the deal with the seller, remember we offered to give them, what was it right here? 127. Let's say we negotiate 130. So deal with the seller, 130. Monthly payment to the seller, they're okay with, we offered 1050, but their mortgage payment was 1045. Yeah. So we've agreed to pay them enough to cover their mortgage payment. By the way, do you think I'm going to send the rent to the seller or their bank? I'm going to send the rent every month to the mortgage company. Okay. Term, you agree to five years. Option consideration, I'm going to put down one month's rent, 1500 bucks. Cool. By the way, is that refundable? Yes, it's refundable. Well, it's refundable when I buy the house. Now let's look at appreciation here. We figured 6%, right? Now this is where you're going to have to bear with me here. So at the end of year one, what's the property going to be worth? We're saying it's going to be worth 150, right? So I'm going to put 150 here times 1.06%. So I'm going to go to my calculator. Let me move this over so you can kind of see what I'm doing here. We all good? You guys can still still see my screen if you're listening on an audio podcast. My apologies. Okay. 150 times 1.06, 159, right? 159 times 1.06, 168, 540. Okay. 168, 540 times 1.06, 178, 652. 178 times 1.06, 189, 372, 189, 3. Obviously, there's spreadsheets and calculators that can make this all easier, so much easier for you. There we go. So, so figuring 6% appreciation over the next five years, the house is going to be worth $200,000 at the end of five years. Hmm, not bad, right? Now, here is the deal with the tenant buyer. Remember, we're buying it from the t- seller for $130. we are going to sell it to the tenant buyer for what? Now, typically what I like to do is I like to set this up in a two-year timetable, okay? And so two years right here, the end of two years, the house is going to be worth $168,540. $168,540. Now, also look at my instructions down here. Purchase price with the tenant buyers determined by taking the appreciated value times 90 to 95%. I want that tenant buyer to have some incentive to buy the house. So what if I did 168,540? times 0.95%. Now, this is, again, just a rule of thumb. There's no, you, you can do this differently if you want, but this is what I like to do. Okay, so 168,540 times 95% is going to be 160,113. All right, so I'm going to set the purchase price on my B2C with the tenant buyer at 160000 Monthly payment's going to be what? Well, whatever the rent is. The rents are 1400 a month, right? So let's do... Uh, 1400 a month. Option consideration. Now, this is really, really important to understand. You can get anywhere from 3 to 5%. If you lower the rent a little bit, you might be able to get 5%. If you keep the rent at market rents, you might get 3%. What if, well, let's keep it, at, we'll, we'll try to get 3% on this thing, okay? So 3%, 160 times 1.03. Oops, 160 times 4800 bucks. I'm going to be able to get, I'll get five grand from this easy. Now, again, that money can get credited back to the tenant buyer if and when they buy the house, right? The tenant buyer will get that money back if and when they buy the house in two years. Now, let's look at my profit. What is my profit on this sandwich lease option deal? Real simple. The purchase price with the tenant buyer, let's use let's use green. Purchase price with the tenant buyer is 160. You guys can see that okay? Good. Somebody's asking me, where did I get 1.06 from? 
1.06 from was from this appreciation. We keep on I'm doing to, to get the higher price, you do 150 times 1.06. Then you do 159 times 1.06 to get you this. Does that make sense? That's that's the appreciation numbers. All right, anyway. Purchase price with the seller is what? 130. Mm, this is looking good to me. This is looking much better than a green juice. What's my profit? $30,000. Okay. Now, what is my rent that I'm collecting from the tenant buyer? $1,400. What's the payment that I'm paying to the seller? $1,045. What's my cash flow? $355 a month times 24 months. Okay. $355 times 24, $8520. Okay. So, what's my total profit on this baby? $38,520. Is that exciting? Is that exciting or what? That's exciting. Just say yes. That's real exciting, Joe. Thank you so much for sharing that. All right. I'm going to try this. Oops. No, I'm going to try this. There you go. You should see just in the middle of the screen, this thing, right? Uh, where to go? Hold on here. There it is. Now, this is the power of lease options, guys. How much money did I put into this deal? None. How much did I do in repairs? None. Why is this thing doing that? I can't get rid of this thing. Let me stop share. Oh, there it is. Ah, got it. Hold on, let's try this again. There, it's gone. All right, so how much money did I put into this deal? None. Did the seller do a credit check on me? No. Have a seller ever done a credit check on me for a lease option deal? No, not even for my personal residence, okay? Now you're saying, Joe, what do you mean no money down? You, you, you did, you put down with the seller uh, right here, 1500 bucks. But you know what? Where did that money come from? It came from the tenant buyer who put down five grand. So tenant put down five grand. Of that, I gave 1500 to the seller. So what's my cash now profit on this deal? Let me put that right here in red. Cash now, 3500 My cash flow, 350 a month. My cash later, 30000 You see the power of that, guys? The three profit centers in any good deal, cash now, cash flow, cash later. Cash now, cash flow, cash later. Now, cash now, here, I'm going to credit that tenant buyer back that, that five grand if they buy the house. If they don't buy the house, then I just get another tenant buyer in there and collect another $5,000. All right. The same with this $1,500. If and when I buy the house, the seller is going to credit that money back to me also. Okay, cool. That is it. I hope you guys understood that. <laughs> um, and listen, if you want more information about how all this stuff works, the lease option things, uh, I want you to—I want to invite you to my masterclass called Simple Lease Options, and I'm going to give you this book. This book you get for free when you go watch my webinar at sloclass.com. Sloclass.com. S for simple lease options. Sloclass.com. You watch my webinar on how to do these lease option deals. You get this book for free by attending the webinar, by attending the webinar. And I walk through example deals and case studies just like this. Okay. So um, appreciate you guys. I hope that helped kind of analyzing a lease option deal with a pen and paper. Yeah. It might be easier to uh, do it on a spreadsheet or a calculator or a software, but I think this might help a lot of you guys just kind of visualize and see Oh, that's where the numbers come from. That makes sense. Like somebody here still has a question. Your property, your your appreciation was 6% per year, but you multiplied it by 1.06. I still don't know why. Stephen, just write it down. You figure $100,000, 6% appreciation. What's the price going to be in one year? It's going to be $106,000, right? 
Well, you get to that by taking 100,000 times 1.06, and that gets you 106,000. It's a shortcut. Okay, cool. All right, got to go, guys. Appreciate you all very much. Go watch my webinar, sloclass.com, and get this book and learn how to do deals like this. These are some of the easiest deals in the world to do. Appreciate you all. Hey, listen, if you liked this, let me know. Let me know what you think. Go to my YouTube channel, subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, and um, go get yourself some green juice. So I feel better. I'm not the only one drinking this stuff. Oh,